0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Welcome to a blast!
1: Buddy, welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast. After all that flying debris that uh, landed on our heads, um,
2: I'm still trying to blow all the dust out of my hair and face.
1: <laughs> well, that's what you get with a, with a blast from the past. Blast. Yes,
2: all that debris from the past is just kicking up lots of dust. Woo.
1: A couple things that we did want to announce before we get into the kind of the blast for the past episode, and that is the. The contest that we had for Kim's anniversary, we would like to thank everybody who participated in sending in the answers to the question of which episode did Kim's voice first appear?
2: Unfortunately, and... no one won the contest. Sorry, guys. Better exactly. luck like this time.
1: <laughs> but the correct answer, we would have accepted three. The correct answer is episode 52, My Charge. It's the pretty much the debut of the welcome to the mystic access podcast and the audio logo we would have also accepted 26 and 13 the reason why we would have accepted 26 and 13 were 26 and 13 were retrofitted to have that audio logo on at the beginning of the podcast but the actual episode was 52 the my charge podcast
2: don't worry, though. We'll have more contests coming up in the future. We'll think of other goodies and questions. And uh, if you have any ideas, feel free to let us know. Info at mysticaccess.com or show at mysticaccesspodcast.com. Visit either of those emails and uh, let us know your thoughts. We're always happy for uh, suggestions. So drop us a note.
1: And the other announcement that we wanted to make is we will be on Tech Talk on monday july 13th thank you that would be this coming monday we will be talking about our favorite voip services so for those that have listened to episodes 75 i forget what the other one is but it's somewhere in the early 80s those are the the services that we will kind of be talking about and taking people's questions and answers and we'll be dealing pretty much on uh, accessibility, and again, these are just our personal experiences with the uh, the product.
2: Yes, we're also going to talk a little bit about accessible soft phones on Monday night. So, Yes, a couple sh- that we have used. <laughs> yeah, it should be a good time had by all. Come ask questions, make comments, come listen to the show. We are looking forward to being back on Tech Talk and hope you
1: will join us. And now for the blast from the past, and this is something that <laughs> <laughs> Kim really thinks is funny, but Hey. I do. Um, it is something that I have wanted for 15 years or so. And it is, as far as my recollection goes, the first of its type. Um, ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, pun on words. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't even want to do, but okay, it was.
2: <laughs> You're a little light. <laughs>
1: uh, it was the first of its type, and it's. Kind of one of those things that the the company that created it, Blazy Engineering, created the other products, the Braille, Braille and Speak, the Type and Speak, and uh, Braille Light, Millennium, Twenty, Forty. But getting back to this thing, I've wanted this thing for 15 years, and I found it on one of the blind cell trade mailing lists. Somebody was selling it for. A pretty decent price, um, it is the Type light, and I'm going to let it introduce itself. But for those that don't know, the Type light is a note taker with a 40 cell Braille display and a full QWERTY keyboard. It was, again, the first of its type. Um, it came out before the Braille Note, QWERTY, uh, the Braille Sense, QT, the BrailleSense, uh, U2, QWERTY, and all that. So it was pretty much the first of a kind. It has a full QWERTY keyboard, and it has, on the left side, there's a switch that turns it from note-taker mode to the braille display mode, and on the right side, there's an on-off switch. And one thing that I thought was really neat, because I've really never seen one of these until I put my hands on it, they actually have the controls labeled in braille. So you actually can read off on for the on-off switch and on the back all the ports are labeled in braille and they're not tape. They're actually they're actually somehow they emboss them right into the plastic, which is really cool. But I'm going to turn it on.
3: Type light ready. Help 10 pages.
1: And it says type light ready help 10 pages and you have the basically help manual which is the documentation for the type like
3: star 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 function keys. Function keys are located on the top row. From left to right they are escape. Used to escape or abort any command. F1 enter file menu.
1: And I'm just using the down arrow keys and on the braille display it's showing me exactly what it is speaking. Um, this operation system was a blazy engineering operating system it wasn't windows CE. it wasn't dos it just it was its own operating system that i believe they created in-house in order to create a file you press f1 enter
3: file command
1: and then you actually press a command such as c for create so i'm going to create a file
3: file to create
1: and then i'm going to type
3: mystc space H C E S S. D f f d
1: Mystic access demo and I'm gonna press enter.
3: Mystic access demo now open.
1: I can just start typing T
3: A S A T S, s a T. This is space a of,
1: space
3: O space. Whoops. Backspace. period. Enter, return And then I can out, test to the type type light
1: w委ops. This is a test of the type light. But one thing that really fascinates me is the type light has two megabytes of ram which is that's where you create your files that's megs
2: he said megs not gigs megs of ram
1: yes so for those that that for those
2: who are younger than us who are going, what (laughs) yes that used to be a lot
1: (laughs) for those that remember floppy disks (laughs) you can only hold two floppy disks in its internal memory. And it also has ROM. So it has 12 megabytes of flash ROM. And that's where you would store files that you weren't going to edit. So you would move files between the two megs of flash and the two and the 12 megs of RAM. Uh, things like that. This has a calculator, a stopwatch, a calendar, um, things like that, spell checker. I can't use the spell checker because there was a spelling dictionary file that needs to be loaded onto it and because I don't have any disk drive or floppy disks or even compact flashcards, this has a compact flashcard reader, but I don't have any compact flashcards that I don't think will read it. So but I just I wanted it for the novelty of the product. And also just to remember, you know, where we've been. Like, do you remember using these types of devices in school?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when when I had the Braille and Speak, when I was in, gosh, what was that? Let's see. I was probably, it was before, I guess it was just before junior high or right around that period of time when the Braille and Speak entered my entered my life and world. So that would have been. Um early nineties mm-hmm. um because you're you're a few years older than me, but that was like cool. that was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to carry this gazillion pound brailer around, you know, I mean the books were bad enough if you if you call up braille volumes, and I know you weren't doing as much braille reading at the time as I was because you still had some sight during those days, mm. but I, having had not had sight, was stuck using those huge volumes of Braille books that were the size of ginormous textbooks, each volume, carrying those things around. And when you have 50 pounds of those, and I'm not even exaggerating, for those of you who remember this, know that I'm not actually even exaggerating this, even though it just does seem ridiculous and crazy now. But that on top of carrying a Braille writer around, and those things are what, at least 25 pounds? When you actually, said.
1: they're 10 pounds.
2: Are they only 10 pounds? I actually weighed, just
1: one like... on the, I weighed one on the scale once because I was curious how much it actually did weigh. And wow, it was okay. 10 pounds So that, that's 10 pounds. Like yeah, ex- ex- absolutely that's, it that's did. That's 10
2: pounds on top of 60 that you have on your back and the white cane in the other hand and... All this other stuff that you're trying to do while you're trying to navigate hallways and lockers and people. I mean, it's just, it's crazy town. But ultimately, that being said, when you leave that world or at least minimize that world and have this little bitty Braille and speak that you can put into your backpack or carry over your shoulder. I remember that was like the most amazing novelty experience for me. And of course, it would be second nature now. For something like that to happen, you would just carry your iDevice or your Droid or what have you, and be able to do so much of this stuff. On it, we didn't have that back in the day. To be a person using any kind of adaptive tech, particularly a blind person using adaptive tech, and I know it's kind of similar with a lot of other disabilities, quote unquote, it's a huge deal to come out of this place that was so inconvenient and just tiresome and cumbersome in so many ways and tedious not that there were not you know great things about it i mean you know to be able to have access to the materials of course that's wonderful and fabulous and great but to be able to do it in an itsy bitsy package like the braille and speak back in the day was pretty incredible
1: Well, I remember my first actual experience with uh, assistive technology, and I'm not really talking about, uh, you know, the talking calculators and the tape recorders and stuff like that. I'm more or less talking about, you know, these note takers or computers. Yes, there were Apple IIe's out there with the Echo Speech Synthesizer and some of those programs. And for me, for whatever reason, I just couldn't get into that. I, For some reason, I just didn't get into the Apple IIe. Maybe it was because I wasn't sure how to type yet and all that other stuff. But when I got my Braille and Speak, my TVI, I believe they're called now, she came to me one day and she says, this thing came in and, and it was the only Braille and Speak in the school system. And she goes, I snatched it up. I don't even know what it is, but we might want to work with it. It was the second generation Braille and Speak. It wasn't even the 640. Um, I think that the first gen and, and second generation Braille and Speaks, if my memory serves, only had 128K of memory. So, you know, you couldn't really fit a lot of things in it. There were no spell checkers or none of that stuff in there. But... I remember her handing it to me. We were trying to figure out how to use it. And she said that I could take it home and learn it with the tape, or she could take it home and try and learn it and teach it to me. So I said, well, I'll take it home and learn it and play with it and see what I could do. And I just ate the thing up, learned how to use it in a night and came in the next day and was pretty much a a pro, I guess, using the Braille and Speak just because I ate it up. And You know, I learned all about baud rate and parity and all the stuff that seems a little foreign now. Um, I was going through some of the type light stuff. And because the type light is based on, you know, the Braille and Speak, it really brought back a lot of these memories. Like, for example, if I turn on, if I... Actually the type light is still on and it's Yeah,
2: just, I heard it say hello a second ago. I think you thought you forgot about it. It's
1: Yeah, actually it did. And I was I'm reading the Varel display and that's exactly what it says. It says <laughs> It's
2: like, Hey, what? It, yeah. yes, you abandoned me.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna go into like the status menu and to do that I'm going to press I believe it's F nine.
3: You win grade two
1: on. Actually it is. No, it is not. So we're gonna learn this together. win
3: yep. grade two. Waiting on serial device. Abort mystic access demo one page. Insert mode active. Abort. Paste what? Invalid input.
2: Well, you can cut and paste.
3: Abort mystic (laughs) access demo one page.
2: That certainly sounds a heck of a lot better than the Braille and Speak used to sound. Goodness.
1: It's using the Double Talk speech chip, which is the same speech chip in my um, Triple Talk.
2: He's lost the status menu. <laughs> lost
3: the status menu. You win 2-1.
2: While he's looking for that, you know, thinking about some of these blasts from the past technologies, when I was very young and just starting school and playing with some of this stuff, I had, I believe it was called an imprint. I don't know if any of you remember that device. You hook it up to a Braille writer, so to a to a manual Brailler, and it allows line by line by line of Braille to then be transferred and printed using uh, I don't know if it was its own printer or if it was a had some kind of component connection to a printer but line by line by line by line it would print seems really archaic now doesn't it,
1: <laughs> yes, it does. I do remember some kind of a device like that but I didn't know what it was called um, and I did happen to find the status menu it is that yay so let's hit the status menu and just take a little trip real quick.
3: Status menu interactive off.
1: And there we go. Now I can just press the up and down arrow keys and we can go through the status menu real quick.
3: Serial port off. 115,200 bot. No parity. F duplex. 8 data bits. 1 stop bits. Software handshake.
1: And as I'm going through here, it's. Add LinfB2NTRAN.
3: Reject ornament. Auto max spot. Speech on. Voice inflection on. Word exceptions check on. Speak words mm-hmm. in say all mode off. M calls off. Braille display on, serial tracking on keyboard tracking done, reverse advance off, rocker switches on, 8. mode off, control chars off, cursor always visible off, word wrap on, end display on, carriage return off, display all on, grade 2 messages on, view in grade 2 off, Braille translator off, cursor tracking done, beep at column 0.
1: So as you can see there's a lot of things in this status menu, I'm just going to hit escape. Edit. But one of the things that I find really neat about the whole type and type light, braille light, any light sure. editor, is the fact that you can open a document and just start typing. And by default, it appends it, it puts it at the bottom. So if you just know that you just want to start typing wherever you are, it's just going to put it at the end of the file versus the, somewhere's in the middle or what have you. So I find that really good for taking notes and stuff like that.
2: You know, one of the things I find really interesting is looking back from where I am now to where I was then is the ability to have a Braille display on some of these devices. I mean, it seems like second nature again now to a lot of people to have a Braille display on their device. I was always an avid Braille reader, and I did not see my first Braille display until 2000. And it wasn't mine. <laughs> I uh, stole it for a couple weeks and essentially was just playing with it. It belonged to someone I knew. And I was just making him crazy because I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Blah, 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 I mean, I, I was in a public school system. There were no other blind people in my school system. And... I didn't know about any of this technology, you know? I was very green, and seeing that was just a huge thrill for me as in, you know, someone who was an avid Braille reader. I was like, oh, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen to have a Braille display that was so crisp and so beautiful and so exciting because it was in such an itsy-bitsy package. I mean, what of those Braille lights, I think there were some, were there 20s and 40s in the Braille lights? I don't remember which there one. There were it.
1: eight, the original one was an eighteen. And then there was a Braille light 40. And then and then um, in the early 2000s, the Braille light millennium 20s and 40s came out.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I just remember being enamored of this thing because, again, itsy bitsy package. It did more than my Braille and Speak had done. And it had a Braille display on it. <gasps> I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So when I began college later that year and got my Braille note, I was just in heaven. I was like, oh. And it's, you know, the Braille Note Classic is obviously the one I'm speaking of, because they had just been released, and it felt like a really miraculous thing. <laughs> to say we've come such a long way in 15 years is a tremendous understatement, really.
1: But it really makes you stop and think, and that's kind of what I what we wanted to do with this just particular podcast. We didn't really want to demonstrate the type light or really give it a, a walkthrough, but we just kind of wanted to use it to... Um, to talk about some of the stuff that, you know, just kind of look back on, you know, these types of devices and how we got there. You know, we always have to remember how we got there.
2: Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a measure of gratitude that, that needs to be in place. And I don't say that to be preachy, but it's like, if you look at what people who had any kind of blindness or visual impairment that they dealt with in generations past. It's uh, rather staggering, particularly with the rich variety of resources that we have available in 2015. It's pretty staggering to realize just where we are and what's now available. I mean, I never dreamed, for instance, when I was a child, that a time would come when I could access, I don't know, what do you want to say now, probably 80% of printed material that i can find if i can scan it if i can get it through some of these particular resources i mean there are just the the possibilities that have opened up even in the last 10 years is just
1: unfathomable really there are hundreds of thousands of books that you can read uh, both in audio and text format and things of that nature as well that when the braille and speak came out with its hundred and 28 kilobytes of memory the original one may have had less you know you couldn't you didn't have those types of things you didn't have the the electronic textbooks
2: Mm -mm, no and the fact that you can read them so portably now and have thousands and thousands of books and documents and media on sd cards and flash drives and cartridges i mean the information age the internet and everything that goes with it has just opened up such a plethora of resources it's Pretty mind-boggling.
1: Exactly. Do you have any other comments or anything?
2: I don't think so. I'm just impressed, I must say, with the fact that you got this 15-year-old piece of equipment and the Braille display is still so pristine. I mean, uh, that tells you something right there. That's pretty I, amazing.
1: I must admit, in the type lights day, it was $6,000. Um, that's just what these devices cost and some still do. Um, and I picked it up for 100 bucks. I think the person just really wanted to get rid of it which you know, and it still works. It is in very, very good condition from what I can tell. It's not nicked up, it's not scratched. I mean it, it probably is, it probably has shows signs of wear. But keys all work, the braille display works. The battery works. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, blast from the past. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, our contact information uh, follows. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye.
2: Thanks, everyone. Bye.
0: The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.